eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Rise and shine, football fans. Welcome to Morning Footy. Happy Wednesday. We're halfway through the week, and we are so glad you're here. I'm Susanna Collins alongside Nico Cantor. Darian Jenks at the desk today. Alexis Guerreros. We've got Freddie Lomeli doing some headlines for you. Darian, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. Second time. I'm happy to be here. I know. How did, how did you feel the first time went? Uh, I don't even remember it. I think, right. I, I, think I blacked out a little That's bit. That's what happens to me after every single show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as soon as they yell cut, we're like, I'm like, <laughs> it's like the men in black. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> right? like we were just on for two hours? What did we talk about? Uh, should we get into some of yesterday's Champions League Please. Yes. action? Let's do it. Let's take a look at match day four results from Tuesday in Group E. Lazio get the 1-0 win over Feyenoord. Atletico Madrid 6-0 over Celtic. Yikes. AC Milan finally score and get the win. 2-1 over PSG. Dortmund take down Newcastle. 2-0. Manchester City are flying. They are actually through to the round of 16 with that 3-0 win over Young Boys as are RB Leipzig who got the 2-1 win, win over Red Star Belgrade. Shakhtar Donetsk. Look at that. 1-0 over wow. Barcelona who mm -hmm. had been unbeaten. They had won every single game in the group stage up until yesterday and Porto get the 2-0 win over Antwerp in Group 8. All right, let's chat on some Group F, shall we? Starting with that Milan-PSG game. Again, Milan leading into this one had not scored. Had not won and had not scored. Uh, but a couple from Rafa Leao and Olivier Giroud. Here's Giroud's goal in the 50th minute. You could see Christian Pulisic getting really effective. Leao probably should have connected with that. But the ball stays in. You can see Lau stays on the ground. Uh, and Teo oh. sends in this beautiful cross. And oh. this is what you want from Giroud. Yeah, insanity. The power and conviction he gets on the header, there's not much the defender could have done because Giroud just muscles through the ball, just absolutely bullies him off of the ball. And it was such an impeccable finish. Love to see that from the number nine. He showed a lot of that against Napoli. 
and he's just keeping that form going. He, it's like, he, he, that's soccer's equivalent of posterizing someone, yeah. mm. in my opinion. You go up there against Skriniar, who's a massive dude. And the, the funny story around Skriniar is that he scored yeah, he got former score. Inter player. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it was a little bit even sweeter for him. And then Giroud gets his redemption. And Teo, the way that he tells Yunus Musa, don't, 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 I'm coming in. Let me put this <laughs> ball left. in. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's wild because when, when they went down, when Mi Milan went down 1-0 to PSG, I thought, oh, God, here we go. Here mm -hmm. we go again. And I kind of had this sinking feeling for them. So massive credit to them for getting back into this one, scoring a goal and getting the win. They, they hadn't scored, Darian, when you watch this game. What was the difference in, in this match? Where where was the offense generated from? You know what? Loftus-Cheek, for me, was a huge player for this match. I thought PSG Ooh. couldn't keep up in the middle. He was driving through, set everybody up, layout. Just incredible. I love watching him play. Getting, getting a goal so when smart. he's been in a bit of a drought. This, I, I don't even uh, know how you think to do that. Yeah, and the but, control, to yeah. kind of walk, because he's so patient with it. So and patient. And he watches it come down, and he uses his body so well. It was incredible. Yeah. You, There were times in this game where he was just floating, where I'm like, is he on ice skates out there? Yeah. There are moments. I do think Lau does disappear from the game at times, though, mm. and that's a little frustrating. But if you watch that, if you watch that goal, uh, the, the that's not confetti. That, those are fake dollars that are being dollar thrown bills. at Donnarumma or Dollarumma, as they call him, getting him back for uh, leaving for uh, PSG. They said the mercenary mm -hmm. on the on the, is it the mercenary and in his face and on the bottom one uh, Dollarumma or something yeah. like that. It was <laughs> I love clever. it. I love it. The yeah. vibes are great. But this was a, this was a tough match to watch as a Pulisic fan because mm. he showed you what he can do for this team. He was so effective. He was, he, he was helping connect that really strong defense to the strong counterattack. He was doing so much, and then he goes down holding the back of his leg, and you're just like, no, I'm yeah. not again. I know. Yeah, I it know. was devastating. They, we don't know what it is yet. Milan, Milan showed their pace, and PSG mm -hmm. couldn't keep up, and that was the key to winning the game. Pulisic was fantastic mm -hmm. running the channels, especially through the center. They would beat Ugarte to the ball, the center defensive mid of PSG, and kind of just exploit that space yep. very quickly. PSG couldn't keep up. Eventually, Luis Enrique modified the midfield to give it a little bit more weight and speed, but it was a difference maker at the end of the day. And you asked, remember yesterday, is this table gonna look the same as it is today? Yeah. And we were convinced it was, and the only team that's been sitting in the same, that, that's sitting in the same position as it were yesterday was Newcastle, but in fact, this Milan result really helps Newcastle despite their loss mm -hmm. because the group of everything F is super tight. It's suddenly now. super condensed. I know, I know. So here's a look at the group F table. Dortmund, Dortmund at suddenly yeah. at the top. I know, I know. It is, it is actually wild. Um, when you when you look at this though, Darian, who what teams are you feeling confident about? Like, because for me, I'm like, I, I don't I could make a case for any of them. I to could too, but my heart has always been with PSG, but lately I just am let down game to game mm -hmm. with them. I'm going with AC Milan. I loved yesterday's performance. Yeah. I think they looked so strong and connected as a team from the back to the front line. So I think that's where who I'm going to ride with. I'm going with AC Milan. I would love to back you on that, but I need to find out what's going on with Pulisic. Because if you watch the game against Udinese, you mm -hmm. talked about the center of the pitch. They There was no red shirts in the center of the pitch. They had no idea what to do in the middle of the field. And then Pulisic comes in and starts to exploit that. Yudis Musa also finding ways to get, get in there as well. That completely changed the way AC Milan plays. If Pulisic's in, I trust AC Milan. If he's not, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we just got to keep our fingers crossed. 
for that one. That well, would be devastating. So a hamstring injury, if we're assuming is a He's hamstring injury. He's had that injury, before. It's, what is it, Darian, what is it, three weeks? Uh, when it's a repeat, it's uh, six. He's six which weeks. he's done before. Let's say. All right. That grabbing right there is. I mean, and look at how he extends. I've done that like four or five times in my playing career. Uh, it, you know right. immediately. Best case scenario, let's call it, let's get an average. Let, let's, let's call it three weeks. Can let's it be call it three weeks. Can okay. it be a strain? Well, a strain. it looks like a strain. That's I mean, what it is. When you pull your muscle, yeah. you strain Oh, but I mean, muscle. what's less than pull? I don't know anything about Cramp? muscles. I'm going to tell. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, let's, just, let's call it three weeks. Same, same. Yeah. It's cramp, maybe? He's missing. Today is the, nope, that's not the right date, the eighth. He's going to miss Leche. He's going to miss Fiorentina after the international break, right? And that puts us at about so eight, 25. he also misses the international break. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm. And then it's like you're pushing back in. to get to that Dortmund game on the 28th of November. That's 20 days from now. That's... At the cusp of three weeks. And that's when you're just starting to fully run, trust yourself to sprint again. Mm-hmm. The mental part, the mental say, battle that, that you have to come back like? with. What's that like? Trusting your Trusting your body. Your body that's what's again. so difficult about getting a soft tissue injury is because you're doing movements you do in training day in, day out. Do them a thousand times and then you go to take one sprint, make a, some sort of pass and you just feel it pop so it's I think it's more tough mentally to come back in and feel confident yeah. doing the simple things especially yeah. if you're Pulisic right because yeah. he's got that explosiveness to his mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. and hamstrings is what it's all power him. yeah there you go Ugh. yeah it sucks yeah we gotta keep not our fun. fingers crossed with that one not fun at all um let's move along to the other game in group f from yesterday Dortmund hosting Newcastle in match day three uh, Dortmund got the big result at St. James's Park. Uh, Newcastle looking to pick up some points away, and it just—I'll be honest—it just was not their day in this in this game. They they did not look good in the first half, and they had some some chances. Joel Linton, Linton had a, a, a oh in the second half yeah had header. a couple had oh a couple God. opportunities that that were just uh, completely squandered. And I don't know. You start to I'm starting to get a little concerned about Newcastle. They're also dealing with a ton of, of injuries at this point. I don't know. What did you make of, of the way they, they played? It's very difficult to go to Dortmund and get a result. Yeah. They haven't lost at home since the beginning of the 2022 mm-hmm. season. But they were coming it's, off it's, it's the, the been, loss to Bayern. I thought perhaps there might was, be yeah, some... Uh, but, but I think the no hangover for that is huge. This was a massive... 100%. Especially when people start to compare the, the quality of the Premier League versus the quality of Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Majority of fans would assume... Premier League is way above, and you come back from this massive, massive, yeah. embarrassing Dirk Classic, or wildly embarrassing Dirk Classic loss, and now you you beat a Newcastle. Oh, the defending which, on this was so poor. This was embarrassing for Newcastle, and oh. I, I know that it's not easy to go to Signal Iduna, but you had all the leverage. You had all the momentum coming into this match, and look, give Eddie Howe some credit. He made some changes in the beginning of the second half, bringing in an Alan Gordon and a Miguel Amiron, um, and they, they, they inspired, they, they changed the pace of the game for the first 10 minutes, but Dorman was able to withstand, and Joe Linton misses that, misses that clear shot. And next thing you know, Dorman continues uh, their attack. The thing about that their classicer, I feel like if you remove that from Dortmund's form, it can become merely anecdotal because I don't think today 
it's that much of a breach between Dortmund and, and Bayern. It's just that every time that they play each other, there seems to be a mental edge that mm. Bayern has to well, Dortmund. Well, I don't disagree. It's it's a big match and it's at it's home. A, so it's hard for me to remove that when you consider this was a big match at home and look at how they shine. And, 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 and the bounce back is real. And 100% I agree with everything you're saying. What I was trying to get at is that they've actually finally been playing great Dortmund. They've been getting results in a pleasant way to the eye instead of mm. grinding them out and maybe not that convincing like they were at the beginning of the season. I agree, yeah. Well, for Newcastle, up next, they've got away at PSG and then at home against AC Milan. Do we give them a chance? I mean, there's always a chance, of course, but this, is, this feels like a very tall task for Newcastle. You said away, away at PSG, at PSG and? at home. Against AC against Milan. AC Milan. Mm-hmm. Which that game seems like it, it could be easier for them than yeah. going away to Park the But if AC Milan are suddenly finding their form in Champions right. League as well, that's... But could you imagine what, what St. James Park is going to be like if they know that this game yeah, gets the them into yeah, the knockout stages? This would that's be, going to be insanity. That, that vibe would be wild for AC Milan to be able to win in. Who's, who's getting out? Who's getting out of the group of death? Oh. <laughs> I feel like we're asking this question every, every, every I know, single because match it changes day. every match day. <laughs> we should do a recap of what we said. <laughs> like they got no at shot. One, at one point, we were right. Because <laughs> yeah. like, we basically have said every team at one point. PSG and Milan. Uh-huh. I agree. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Wow. So hold up. Wait, I need to see. And who Dortmund, Dortmund are at the top of the group right yeah, now. None of us picked them. Dortmund's got uh, at Milan. And then at home versus PSG. You know what? I'll say AC Milan and Dortmund. You changed it up. You changed yeah. it? Yeah. I'll switch it. Oh, man. That's great. Mm. Yeah, I, that'll be fun. Th- this group is proving out to be everything that we thought it was going to yes. be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We awesome. knew that when we saw. Full of drama. The draw. Full of drama. We're yeah. here for it. Um, guys, we are, we're just getting started here on Morning Footy. We are going to take a quick timeout. Freddie Lomeli is back with some headlines. He's making his Morning Footy debut. We're very Ooh. excited to have him. That's coming up after a quick timeout. Don't go anywhere. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Match day four of AFC Champions League action from yesterday. Al Duhail against Al Nasser and ooh. Coutinho! Philippe Coutinho! Remember him? I sure do. I have a Coutinho Liverpool jersey. He's very beloved by the Liverpool fan base. Revered, revered. And Anderson Talisca, who's been a little bit all over in Asia, is uh, 
balling for Al Nasir. It wasn't the Cristiano Ronaldo show. It was the Anderson Talisca that show. He got a hat trick. And Al Nasser sits top of the table. Wow. You know who Al Duhail's manager is? Who? Christophe Galtier, who left oh, uh, PSG PSG. almost shamefully after yeah. his alleged racist remarks. Mm, and, I forgot about that. Well, it was that. the bigoted remarks, no? Not. But nonetheless, yes. Uh, for him to. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to. Offensive dwell on that. language. Yes. Uh, and But for him to end up in. Uh, in the Mideast was, I think, a surprise based on uh, how he left. <laughs> they're, dead, they're dead last. All right, so Al Nasser get the 3-2 win. Uh, they are riding an eight-match winning streak in away matches across all competitions, and they currently sit on top of the Group E table of the AFC Champions League. You can watch a lot of that action right here on the Galazzo Network. Um, but right now, we are very excited because Freddie Lomali is making his morning footy debut and bringing us some headlines. Freddie, guys, welcome. Props to you guys. It is much easier to wake up with my cafecito at home watching you guys than to wake up at 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah. oh, but I'm so You're grateful, here. man. I love you guys a lot, for real. I, I hate my pleasure. You. I hate that you just reminded me that cafecitos exist, but not cafecitos here. Cafecitos exist. Yeah. They not do. Man. We got that Miami how many? How many several. cafecitos while you write the headlines? I had about two. Okay. I had about Fair two cafecitos. I might switch over to mate because I see the energy that it gives you, even though yeah. I've never been such a fan, but yeah. I might make that switch at some point. All right, guys, let's go ahead and stay with more Asian Champions League-related news. Ali Tihad has fired Nuno Espiritu Santo, parting ways with the Portuguese manager after the big spending club's shocking Champions League loss to Air Force Club yesterday. Espiritu Santo led Ali Tihad to the Saudi Pro League title just six months ago, but since then, the team is mired in a five-match winless slide in league play. And now the former Tottenham manager has also reportedly been at odds with Ali Tihad star Karim Benzema. Not a good look. From Asian Champions League to UEFA Champions League, Manchester City's group stage romp over young boys yesterday did come with some bad news. Pep Guardiola confirmed that Stones could be, quote, out for a while after coming off at halftime against the young boys. Stones missed the first two months of the season already with hamstring and hip injuries and now is facing the threat of another stint on the sidelines. The new injury could also also force him to miss England's upcoming Euro qualifiers. Let's go ahead and stay in some other Premier League related news. Manchester United's difficult season is about to get tougher after manager Eric Ten Hag confirmed that Brazilian midfielder superstar Casemiro would be out until at least Christmas with a hamstring injury. Casemiro suffered the injury in last week's Carabao Cup loss to Newcastle United, which came shortly after he picked up a knock while on international duty with Brazil in October. Ten Hag also mentioned that defender Lisandro Martinez will be out until Christmas as well. We don't like these Christmas gifts so far. In MLS news, Philadelphia Union defender Kai Wagner has been suspended for three matches for the use of a racial slur against New England Revolution forward Bobby Wood. The punishment comes after the league investigated the incident, which took place during New England's playoff opening loss to the Union on October 28th. The teams play game two of their best of three series tonight in New England. And we're going to go ahead and stay with the MLS for this one. FC Cincinnati defender Matt Miazga is facing the threat of suspension as the league investigates whether Miazga entered the match official locker room after Cincinnati's playoff win over the Red Bulls. According to multiple reports, Miazga went into the locker room to speak with referee Victor Rivas, because that's always a good idea, right? <laughs> after being issued two yellow cards during Cincinnati's penalty shootout win at the Red Bull Arena. The cards earned Miazga a suspension for Cincinnati's next playoff match, but the locker room incident could lead to a longer suspension. Now, the Professional Soccer Referees Association posted about the incident on 
Twitter, demanding that the league take action. Their statement said in part, quote, no one's safety should ever be at risk during the MLS, and we expect them to act accordingly. Susana, <laughs> wow. MLS has confirmed that they're investigating the incident. Do you see them throwing the book at Miazga for this? We know that entering the referee's locker room is very much a no-no. It's a no-no. A no-go zone. So it's, it's, it's a big one. Um, yeah, I can see them kind of making an example of him uh, regarding this incident. <sighs> it's just never a good thing. It's never a good thing. It's also incredibly stupid. Yep. It's really, really stupid. You are in the playoffs, and you were already suspended for the next match, and now you're running the risk of further suspensions and missing even more time when your team needs you the most. Matt Miazga has been an essential part yep. of that yeah. back line, and <laughs> Cincinnati used to be a club that leaked goals with abandon. And Matt Miazga came in and kind of shored up that back line. He was on the, I think he's possibly, he was a candidate for defender of the year, a, a favorite for mm -hmm. that award. And now you're doing this. It's just, I, Pat Noonan actually said after the second yellow card, he was like, he knows better. And he should know better than to go into the referee's locker room and but confront them. What, what were you going to accomplish by doing that? What like, what did doing? you think was going to happen doing? going in there? I like how everyone on this desk is against it. I'm like, actually. From something so docile, he was. It all began with him doing the, uh, the really uh, the bad heart. Towards the fans, telling them, I love seeds. you guys. It was <laughs> a gesture a of appreciation. <laughs> Thank you for saying it, because I was and trying to avoid it. it. All began, <laughs> he really likes them. It uh. all began with the ref <laughs> misinterpreting that. Clearly thought it was a provocation, mm -hmm. but... And then you're going to escalate it, charging into the referee's dressing room? Let's, Never a let's good start idea. With the first like, thing. Did he deserve a yellow for... Blowing kisses and doing the no, bad art. In any even case, if you he's can even appeal that. Yeah. You can appeal that. Even I get that, but I get I get where the I get where the anger or wanting clarification because if you watch that, he was trying to get clarification. He's like, "What are you talking about? I was I'm from here. These are the these were my original supporters." He was trying to show them love as opposed to disrespect by celebrating a goal. So I get that maybe you know he has an edge. I I understand where he's coming from, and I like I like the goonery. You know, I've always been a fan of that. I think every team needs one person who's like, "I'll get stuck in. I'll do the dirty work. I'll yeah. be the one to, to egg on the other team." But it can boil over. Entering the ref's locker room is a step too far. Absolutely. But I get where he's coming from and saying, I need an explanation as to why you gave me a yellow. When yeah. I was there the are other ways but to yeah. go up. Yes, you yeah, appeal, yes, you yes. appeal for it. And he had good reason to. But to me, when you're a leader on the team, there's a lot at stake. You're going into playoffs. Yeah. Your team just advanced. 100%. What are you doing? Are you why doing? are you yeah. losing your head? You're this an experienced dumb. professional. I, it doesn't make any but sense. It's disappointing. There are gestures and universal body language that as a professional soccer player, I think that he could have played that off more cool from the moment that he wants to show respect to the fans. You score a goal, universal sign is that. Yeah. This, mm -hmm. you know, after Lucho Acosta had scored the goal and he was saying what he was saying to the fans that were super riled up, how do you expect? Can we say it? I don't know if we can say anymore. How do you expect them to interpret Miazga's intentions through through a poorly shaped hand? Like, if you just wanted to do that, 
do this. If we yeah. mention the bad hand, he's going to walk in through these doors pretty soon. <laughs> uh, I will say, wasn't, MLS, wasn't MLS supposed to say who the Defender of the Year was today? Is it today? Supposedly. Oh, okay. They might well, want to wait until their suspension's over. It could very well be <laughs> Matt Miaska. And it's just this is going to be completely overshadowed by what should be a, a celebratory mm-hmm. day for Does he him. deserve it? I mean, yeah, I think yes, based yeah. on regular season play, he was he was fantastic for them. But Did he not get it because of this? No, I don't Why? think Why? He was defending it. himself. That's defender of the year quality <laughs> oh, right there. Oh my god. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he deserves it, no? That's good. He does. He does. Yeah. He does. And that's why it's uh but it just—that's it, why it's a shame. It takes it's the shine off it. It yeah. takes the shine yeah. off of uh, the award a bit, and it's just a shame. And he should know better. And we'll just leave it at that. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, we are going to dive further into yesterday's Champions League results when we come back. Stay with us, everyone. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kotelashvili, oh it's there, Danilo Sika, a result for the ages, Barca beaten by Shakhtar Donetsk. This is a danger, real promise here for Dortmund, Sabitzer alongside him, Brandt goes himself, a brilliant finish from Julian Brandt, and a second Dortmund goal. Tordes by the goalkeeper, and in the overhead by Rafael Welcome back. Well, it was an exciting day of Champions League action on Tuesday. Here is how it all went down, as we mentioned, in Group F. AC Milan with the 2-1 win over PSG and Borussia Dortmund get the 2-0 win over Newcastle United in Group G. Manchester City get the 3-0 win over Young Boys and RB Leipzig 2-1 over Red Star Belgrade, which means that both of those teams have punched their ticket into the round of 16. So let's uh, dive into the table here. Here's how it looks. City, perfect through group, group stage so far with 12 points. RB Leipzig right behind them in nine. I don't think we're very surprised that this is how... It looks right now, Nico. Am I right? When we saw this draw, we kind of expected that it would be these two teams. That City would have a, a fairly easy time of it, and and that's proven to be true. Champions League doesn't start for Manchester City until the knockout stage. This You're not too, wrong. Yeah. This, this is too easy for them. And it's the same thing. I, I'm pretty sure I brought it up before. For certain teams in the Champions League, you can see the group stage from the moment the draw is made, mm-hmm. with the exception of a couple of groups. Mm-hmm. And you can say, this team is going to go through. This team is, is going to go through. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's 
entirely true and, and certainly the case for, for Manchester City. They've, they've done exactly what they've been supposed to do, what we expected them to do, especially against opponents like Young Boys, Darian. Um, I mean, what have you made of their performances so far in the, in the group stage? I mean, they made them look like Young Boys. It was, it was kind of a thrashing, but yeah. they just look so connected. They have such good chemistry. I love how they attack and Foden was on fire yesterday. He's so silky with his left, cutting inside. Um, I love seeing him go 1v1 and put this away and he's always with the finesse. Mm -hmm. You would think a lot of forwards are just gonna try to roof it or put a bunch of power behind the ball to get it into the net. But now, perfect placement. Um, I thought him and Holland were great yesterday, not just because they were the goal scorers, but yeah. I think they led the team in the attack. Were you surprised to see Holland in the lineup because there were some reports of uh, an Ankle injury? injury. Yeah. And, and knowing where they are in, in Champions League and pretty much set to advance to the round of 16, I was a little surprised to, to see him out I, there. I wasn't. I thought he was going to muscle through it, not miss this game. Yeah. I mean, and what ankle injury? This penalty and then the screamer he had? <laughs> you ain't lying. Yeah, what? He's a machine. Like, he's, he's not human. Yeah, he's so. a brute. I don't think a, a knock on his ankle is going to keep him out of a Champions League game where he's able to score a couple goals. Yeah, I also think this is an opportunity. This seems like a game where he would be like, I want to play even if I'm not 100%. Yeah. Because it's a good Oof. opportunity to pad your stats. And as, I, I hate to say that because it sounds offensive towards young boys, but we're talking about a team that did not get a shot. Mm. A single shot. A single shot. On target. Nothing. Or any, any, any shot, period. Bruh, they didn't Nothing. even pass hard. It was, <laughs> this was an absolute Horrible. drubbing. And I feel, I feel bad because Young Boys is a great team. Uh, but when you, go up, when you go up against Manchester City, especially they're, they're starting a, a good portion of their starting 11, there's really not much of it. There's not many teams in the world have a shot against them, especially not a team like Young Boys. Well, I think with Holland as well, coming off of an injury, it's nice to go play in a game get your feet under you, get a bunch of shots on goal, put some away. Scrimmage? Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs> but put some away, I think, you know, to pad the stats as well. But I think mentally it's nice when you've got a knock to come back into a game and get some shots. And the discrepancy in Europe between Europe's elite mm -hmm. and kind of like that middle to yeah. low middle of the pack, like a red star, like a young boys, the discrepancy is mm. too big. Mind you, Red Star is a European champion. They won the Champions League when it was the European Cup back in the 90s, early 90s. And it's just the richer get richer and it's difficult to keep up if you're one of these types of teams and it's when you have a Leipzig, when you have a Manchester City mm -hmm. in your group, it's like almost impossible to make Blame it through. Blame the Bosman ruling, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts on, on Leipzig before we move on? It was a it's a difficult place to go and play. Yeah. Uh, the Maracana, the the Belgrade Maracana. Let's Cyclone. not talk like, about the real. Second. Let's yeah. not talk about the Rio Janeiro Maracana. Um, they they have an incredible win streak at home in league play. Uh, Red Star, they have 121 unbeaten streak at the Stadio Raiko Mitic in Belgrade, which ties the longest ever home uh, unbeaten streak in wow. the world wow. ever in the history of football. But look how it is in Europe. It's completely different. Um, nonetheless, it is an intimidating place. They had to grind out the result all the way to the 90th minute. So uh, it's good for them that they're finally, after a two-game losing streak, back in form. Uh, yep, so Manchester City and Leipzig both punching their tickets to the round of 16. Let's move it along to one of the upsets of the day, and mm -hmm. that is Shakhtar Donetsk getting the 1-0 win 
over Barcelona, who remain at the top of the Group H table. Uh, but what a result for Shakhtar. Barcelona uh, had won all three of their matches heading into this. Alexis, what was your reaction? I mean, you're talking about a team that had nearly 70% possession and only got one shot on goal. Meanwhile, Shakhtar Donetsk absolutely gutted it out, but had better opportunities, I think. Uh, four shots on target. It's a great head. I mean, dude, these are some incredible games. You know Xavi was really upset with the team. In the 59th minute, he made four subs at once. Like, that's not good. That's like, okay, I gave you your halftime speech. Let me see you go out there and implement it. Mm. And you absolutely did not. You had less than 15 minutes mm. to implement it, and you didn't do it. He subbed out Pedri, Jao Felix, Lamine Yamal, and uh, Alex ba uh, Balde. And it completely, it seemed like Barca couldn't figure out how to get through their defensive stance. And for a team like Shakhtar, I mean, you're talking about a team that's not even playing at home from a war-torn country, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, filled with Ukrainians. I think they have one Brazilian left on the team. Game was in Hamburg. In Hamburg. I mean, this is, we're talking about a team that absolutely gutted it out. And you beat a team like Barca. And how many times are we going to have this conversation? Who is Barca this season? Who are they? Are they the team that wins 1-0 like you were talking about? Are they the team that can figure it out? Can they finally play the, the sort of fancy Xavi ball? They are not the team that we know. And maybe pulling all these levers and doing all these things to keep themselves afloat have really created a team that does not look like the Barca of old. The mm. two people critical for that to be successful, the, not Barca of old. I don't think you can ever replicate that Xavi Nies type of you know what right, I mean, yes. right? No, no, no yeah. exactly. Um, but what I'm trying to hint at, the closest that Xavi might want to get to that is when he has a healthy Pedri. Pedri came on yesterday, but he's not a hundred percent. He's just coming back, and Frankie De Jong, who's been mm -hmm. injured. Um, I feel like Oriol Romeo in the midfield just doesn't cut it for Barcelona. I feel like there's not enough bite. And Gunwan spoke about it. Like, why is nobody upset after this match yeah. when they lost? Who did they lose to? To Real Madrid in the Clásico. To Real Madrid, yeah. yeah. No, Clásico. And I think that was the same for the match yesterday. Is There's just not who's going into tackles hard, who's laying people out that's kind of uplifting the energy, and there really wasn't anybody. They could have clinched. looked very passive. They could have clinched yesterday. Mm -hmm. Also, can we talk a little bit about Lewandowski? You know when the last time Lewandowski scored was? Mm. Yeah, he's September not in form. 23rd. <gasps> he's oh, not wow. in form. What is going on? This is Robert Lewandowski. This is the prototypical pure number nine. We've all talked about how this was going to solve a lot of Barca's problems, getting a player like Robert Lewandowski. He hasn't scored since September 23rd. That's what staggering. What is going on? Great nugget. Thank you. Alexis. I love nuggets. Well done. <laughs> well done. Barbecue sauce or sweet and sour? Well, sweet and sour. Really? Yeah. Barbecue sauce. Yeah. Barbecue sauce. Hey, both. Yeah. Yep. Sweet and sour. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Double dip. Look at you. Look no. at you. Yeah, you got a double dip. <laughs> oh, this is oh, you a good know what Low-key hot mustard. Remember oh, the that? hot mustard. I would do hot mustard. Yeah. Yeah. Honey mustard. Yeah, it's gone. I like you. Ooh, now I'm hungry. Now I want some nugs. Um... Yeah, any, a big result for uh, Shakhtar Donetsk. And if you're interested in seeing more on that Ukrainian side, uh, you should really check out one of our la latest docu-series, Football Must Go On. It's part of our Emmy-nominated series, Stories from the Beautiful Game. Um, the latest in the series follows Shakhtar Donetsk's journey to play in Champions League last season amid the war and chaos taking place across the country. Uh, Football Must Go On and all of Paramount Plus's documentaries are now streaming on Paramount Plus. Uh, definitely check those out. All right, guys, we are going to take another break. We are diving into Tuesday's MLS Cup playoff matches when we return. Don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Welcome back. Round one of the MLS Cup playoffs roll on. Here's a look at the results so far. So LAFC, Sporting Kansas City, and Cincinnati have already clinched a spot in the conference semifinals. Uh, they won their three-game series in two games, and now you can add Orlando City to that list. They get the 1-0 win over Nashville. Meanwhile, Atlanta United push it to a third game after a 4-2 win over the Columbus Crew at Mercedes-Benz, and uh, that one was a wild one. We predicted a lot of goals in this game, and we were right. You got them. We were right. We got goals. And this one came 38th minute. Jacko Marquis. So good. This guy cannot stop scoring. I thought for a while he was going to uh, catch up um, to Denny Bawanga in the golden boot boot race. He was certainly right You can't miss. Hey, that finish by Shanda Silva. I mean, it's the way that he opens up his foot and is mm-hmm. able to roof it. Sensational. Jeez. Mosquera. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, a huge result for Atlanta United. Uh, Columbus had been flying um, as of late. Cucho had another goal mm-hmm. in this one, but Atlanta got Tiago Almada back. They're playing at home in front, of, in, their, in front of their supporters, and it just, I don't know, I was not surprised at all by this result. Alexis, what did you think? I think Columbus Crew is one of those teams that they're not easy to beat, but they kind of are away from home. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're now winless in the last 16 away matches in MLS Cup playoffs. So uh, it's, it seems. Yeah, it wow. seems like there's that a how bit long of, does that Oh, they had a, go, that was that a crazy years stat that back. was up on in the in the corner during the game, and I was like, "What are they referring to?" And it it was it was nuts. I was yeah. like, "That can't yeah, be brutal." In the playoffs, they haven't the won that in yes. away from games home. away. So they are a completely different team, and we talked about how difficult they are to get the ball away from when they're playing the Wilfred Nancy way. All of a sudden, the center back is the forward, and you're like, "What the hell's going on here?" Mm-hmm. Uh, they are a fun team to watch, but away from home, there's a bit of a stopgap. Now, add to that how good Atlanta with Thiago Amato are at home in front of that crowd. Mm. This was this was a recipe for what we saw, a, a little bit of a disaster for Columbus. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I, this, this series always felt like it was going to go to three for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm just not surprised at all. And now I think Columbus play a very dangerous style mm-hmm. of, <laughs> of football. And I think that Atlanta did a really good job in this game of kind of exploiting uh, those mistakes because they press and like they just leave themselves super, super vulnerable on the counter. And you saw that happen quite a bit in, in this match. Columbus, though, to your point, Alexis, at home, completely mm. different. It's different. Yeah. It's just different. So I don't know. I would, if I was a betting woman, which clearly. You betting on at. MLS? I'm not what are the odds? I'm not very good at. Um, I would put my money on Columbus. On Columbus. So congratulations, Atlanta. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. I you basically guys just gifted it to you. Realize that with this 4-2 result, the aggregate would have gone down to penalty kicks in that last minute. <gasps> oh, what moment was it? Oh, my gosh. In the yeah. 95th minute. Because it was a 2-0 win for Columbus. Uh, right. Obviously, in the first the leg. Obviously, when yeah. Atlanta goes up 4-1, they made substitutions or even 3-1, I don't remember. They made a lot of substitutions. The game changes its complexion and the dynamic for sure. Mm-hmm. But we were missing out on that final push where the game is 4-1 in favor of Atlanta. Yeah. And Columbus only needed one more goal. And had it been away goals, Columbus would have gone through and at least we would have gotten penalties to decide the winner. I'm yet to make my judgment because finally we're going to get to see game threes and how that plays out. Mm. But there was a lot of potential drama on the line. 
and we didn't get it. Yeah. I'm just saying. To your point, though, I do get the feeling that the vibe we're going to see in a game three, we would have saw in a game in the second game in a home and away. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be this extra special bump. But there is something, you know, for fans who complain like penalties shouldn't be the way you decide uh, a, a big match like this, a final or a playoff in America, maybe playing another match will fill that gap. So I'm, I'm interested to see. As of right now, not a fan of the three-game series. Uh, you, you know, I'm not inter- at all. In the Intercontinental Cup final, back in the day, like in the 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. when the winner of the Copa Libertadores used to play against the winner of the European Cup, the, before it was played in, in Japan, they would play it one game in Europe, one game in South America, and they would do it like in Major League yeah. Soccer. If they were tied after two games just results-wise, they would play a third game in a neutral site. Wow. Oh, interesting. That actually yeah. is kind of nice. That is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think Boca beat Borussia Mönchengladbach in a third game, and the neutral site was in Uruguay. Wow. Neutral site. Wow. Uh, wow. Well, <laughs> game drive three, there. game three between Columbus and Atlanta will be uh, this Sunday at Lower.com Field at 7 p.m. on Apple TV+. Plus. That's going to be a fun one. All right, let's move it along to the other match from yesterday, and that would be Nashville SC hosting Orlando City. There's Soccer Moses. He's a lovely guy, by the way. I've interviewed him. <laughs> he's really, of course you have. He's really, really, really sweet. Uh, but Nashville um, had not scored a goal in over 300 minutes heading into this one and unfortunately for them that streak would continue and this was early on in the game a terrible giveaway Mm. from Dax McCarty which you just hate to see and And then a little chip but yeah on the deflection but still a little chip a little dip a little dip a little hot mustard (laughs) Uh, (laughs) this is it's tough for Nashville because this is the, the, the positives and the negatives of, yeah. of the way MLS is structured. We talked about supporting Kansas City, lose their first 10, and now all of a sudden they're one of the stronger teams. This is the inverse of that. Nashville, yeah. who's a strong team during the regular season, all of a sudden fall apart offensively when it comes to the important times. And if you're a Nashville fan, this has to be so, so hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Darian, what was your reaction? We've talked a lot about uh, Hani Mukhtar and sort of how Nashville needs him mm-hmm. uh, to produce in order to, to get do everything. results. Yes. <laughs> and that just hasn't been the case over the past six or seven games. Um, you know, how what were they missing? Uh, what how why were they not able to get him more involved in the, the attack? I think Orlando did really well defensively. Mm-hmm. I thought that Jansen, Schlegel and Cartagena picked up any sort of loose ball or mistouch or poor pass, um, which resulted in the goal early on in the game. Um, I'm surprised Orlando actually didn't put more away because mm. I thought that there was a lot of chances that they had where they picked up balls and were had big transitional moments that they should have finished. But I think that that's what it was. And it was a chippy game for a bit there. It was chippy. There were just bodies flying left and right. But I think it aided in Orlando's defense. Um, and Nashville just wasn't able to do much with it. I think it rocked them and they couldn't put any of their chances away, couldn't get up the field that as cohesively. Um, Which is funny, because I would have assumed Nashville would be able to handle a dirtier game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it just wasn't the case. Uh, and they've, they have they start out the season so good at home. Geodis Park was kind of a, a, a sanctuary for mm-hmm. them, and mm-hmm. it just it, it, it hasn't been the case as of late. Um, it's the second straight season that they're eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. And... I don't know. You just have to think at some point, um, you know, for Gary Smith, I think he's done incredibly well with this team and they've made the playoffs every year that they've been in MLS, but they just can't get over the hump. And at look some at that, point, look at that record. Yeah. Two wins, five draws and eight losses in the last 15 matches. Wow. Yeah. That's 
That sucks. It's not good enough. Well, I mean, we saw it. They got to that. They won in heartbreaking fashion, or lost in heartbreaking fashion in that League's Cup final to to Inter Miami when it went down to the penalty kicks. Um, and just since then, I think that they've they've really, really struggled. Um, it's going to be a long off season for them. And now Orlando City have put themselves in a great position. They get a nice little break uh, before they will play the winner of that Atlanta. Columbus wow. series. By the way, they're getting, what, like a 12-day break? Yeah. Meanwhile, Philly and New England haven't even played their second match. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. This schedule madness. is absolutely insane. And to speak more on Nashville, I wonder if Hani Mukhtar says in the offseason, you guys got to help me out here. Oh. I bet. He was, he was alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, need, not just this match, but has been. Like, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. yeah. You know? I, need, I need some They got to spend here. that Johnny Cash. Hey. Hey. Oh. Wow. Wow. wow that was so, would good. you say that Soccer Moses parted <laughs> Nashville? You should have really stopped. <laughs> you should have stopped while you were ahead, dude. Oh, <laughs> oh, when you see the light, you get one joke and you walk off. Dude. Hey, I'm not a comedian. I don't have that sense. I don't have no. that timing. You know, when to say, You're like, I'm what done. else? <laughs> what else I got here? Wow. Wow. Um, all right, guys, we are going to take another time out, but we are diving into some of today's matches, including Manchester United. Uh, they will face Copenhagen. We're talking about that on the other side. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 